California Walnut Conference is back. Mark your calendars for April 7th and 8th at the Yuba Center Fairgrounds. This growing event has become the gem of Northern California Act and brings walnut industry professionals together from across the Golden State. Be part of the experience and learn about new technologies, research, and meet with other ag insiders at the premier walnut conference in California. Register today at wcngg.com forward slash events. The California Walnut Conference is powered by your top news resources in California, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and My Ag Life. My Ag Life is sponsored by Certus Biologicals, the leading innovator of biopesticides for conventional and organic growers to help you boost resistance management. Find the solutions you need for specific crops and pests at CertusBio.com. That's C-E-R-T-I-S-B-I-O.com. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with Wilbur Ellis Agribusiness Technical Nutrition Agronomist, Matt Comrie, about soil mapping for fine-tuned nutrient management and the value that variable rate application methods can really have. Welcome, Matt. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you back on the show. Matt, soil mapping can be used to make pretty valuable variable rate applications. You know, why is this especially helpful to growers during these times of skyrocketing input prices? We are definitely in an era or in a year where we have these input prices that for all intents and purposes are kind of unprecedented, right? I mean, we are quite literally paying three, four times what we were just two years ago. So I think, uh, I think it's brought on kind of a renewed interest in some of these technologies. And I think that growers that are able to, to really take this opportunity to, to learn about these technologies as well as implement some of them into their operations are really gonna be poised well uh, for the future. And going back to kind of the question specifically, I think it's it's incredibly useful because what we're doing in essence is we're exploiting two of the four R's, okay? We're, we're applying product not only at the right rate, but we're putting it in the right place uh, in that particular field. You know, we, large orchards or large ranches, you know, they break their their orchards up into manageable pieces, right? And then we call those blocks or fields or what have you. A lot of times they're based on irrigation sets, but also it's so that the grower has the flexibility to be able to manage each one of those pieces separately and differently. And in essence, what we're doing with the very or with soil mapping is we are breaking that contiguous field up into smaller management zones that we are then able to treat. Uh, one, we're able to understand the differences or the variance right across that field. And two, we're actually able to make actionable decisions or or treatments. Uh, based on the variation that we're seeing. So it's incredibly useful. And, uh, uh, 
you know, it just, it, it, all the growers I taught, it just makes sense, right? It, it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, wait a minute, you mean I can break these different soil types that I know are out there, you know, and I can treat them differently using GPS, which is already an acceptable tool. You know, all of most tractors nowadays have GPS on them. You know, we pull berms with GPS, we laser level. Everything that we do in the field, in essence, is heavily influenced or guided by GPS. So why not make our fertility applications guided by GPS? Well, Matt, tell me a little bit about how GPS guided soil mapping specifically kind of works in the field. What does that process look like? Yeah, so, so the process uh, can seem somewhat daunting, but really it takes, uh, one, growers may or may not have heard of, of GPS-guided soil sampling, but really where it starts is a conversation with, you know, some of these companies that, you know, Wilbur Ellis is one of them that has the ability to bring a piece of equipment through a grower's field or a grower's block and be able to map the, the variation, the, the mineral. In essence, I know we'll get into this in a little bit, but in essence, what we're doing is we're mapping soil texture or mineral composition or, <clears throat> excuse me, and or um, um, how, how heavy or how much, what the salt uh, distribution looks like in terms of a bulk salinity, not necessarily a sodium, you know, et cetera, salinity, I mean, bulk salinity. And so when we map that, you know, we know that based on that map, we know that, uh, that soil is going to hold nutrients differently. It's going to just by soil texture, we know that it's going to have either a greater or lesser nutrient content in that soil, which then indicates that we can treat that soil type differently. Now, specifically the process, it would, it would look like a grower having a conversation with someone like myself or a precision ag technician who has the ability to map the field. And in essence, uh, the field is mapped, right? So, so we take a piece of equipment across a field that is sending signals and, and depending on which piece of equipment you, you bring through the field. I'm, I'm gonna speak just in terms of electrical conductivity because I think it might be the easiest to kind of conceptualize and understand. So we know that deionized water does not conduct electricity very well, right? It's the ions or the salts that are dissolved in water that is actually conducting the electricity. And so when we, when we have a field that it has some level, some um, um, appropriate level of soil moisture, we can in essence send electrical signals through that soil there's, uh, there's sensors that send the signal, and then there are sensors on the equipment that receive the signal. And in essence, we're testing how well is that signal conducted through the soil. And then that then gives us an, an indicator of what soil texture looks like. So the measurement is, is electrical conductivity, EC, 
And the unit is millisiemens. And, and in essence, it is a charge or measuring the charge of that soil. And then based on, we can then group those, those measurements. We take the raw measurements, we process it to some degree to identify different zones or different areas within that field that we believe are going to behave, um, um, you know, uh, uh, behave similarly. And then it turns into a, a where we drop GPS points on where we want to take cores uh, that make up a soil sample. So let's say we go across a field and we, we kind of generate three to four management zones typically. And so we say, okay, in management zone one, I, I want to take a number of cores uh, to get an understanding of what of a soil sample spread across that entire zone. So in zone one, with all these cores in the soil sample, I'm now able to make decisions because I know relatively in that zone, calcium content is roughly gonna be the same. Uh, so similar that, that my, my fertilizer decisions are not gonna be different, right? And so then, I can come up with my recommendations on, okay, this is where I think uh, uh, nutrient is yield limiting. Now I can then say in management four, I want a thousand pounds of gypsum. But in zone one, I mean, we're severely limited. We need two tons, right? And so the, we can write a controller file that will take care of all of this. So we used this a, a specific piece of equipment, application equipment, that can that this controller file that was generated based on the raw EC measurements. So that controller file can then get uploaded into a piece of application equipment. Now, as that application equipment is driving across the field. The, the application rate is varied based on that tractor's location in the field. Because of all of the upfront work we did in mapping the soil and trying to understand where that variation is, we then write a controller file, again, which gets uploaded into whether that be a dry spreader, um, a tug that can, in essence, is a modified piece of equipment that can apply things like nitrogen, other liquid fertilizer products, in essence, a beefed up herbicide sprayer that can go at higher volumes. And we can then treat these different areas in the same field uh, differently. Okay, perfect. We're gonna be right back after a word from our sponsors. Certus Biologicals is the leading innovator of bio-based solutions in commercial agriculture and the home and garden markets for 20 years running. We help conventional and organic growers protect crops, boost IPM programs, and improve yield. Find the solutions you need for specific crops and pests at CertusBio.com. That's C-E-R-T-I-S-B-I-O.com. Hi, we're back talking with Wilbur Ellis Agribusiness Technical Nutrition Agronomist Matt Comrie about soil mapping for fine-tuned nutrient management and the value that variable rate application methods can have. Matt, so that's 
obviously, like you said, it can seem like a daunting process. And so once growers go through the process, they get the information in front of them um, and then they have to interpret it. So how does a grower go about interpreting that information? What do they need to know to really act on that information? Well, I, I, so the, the, I think we've got a couple of different kind of categories of, of, of information, I think. So the first piece of information or the first map that's generated is, is the, the, the raw data map or, or in, if you're using, like we discussed earlier, like a Verus machine or an EC mapping tool, that first piece of information really is just going to give you, it, it looks like a map of your block, but with a bunch of different colored pins and which are all individual measurements that are taken throughout the field. So it's, it's difficult to interpret or act on anything using that piece of information. Now, once that can then be developed into a management zone map or a zone map, then we can then decide that those individual zones are so different that we potentially need to make uh, our decisions accordingly. And you, some of, uh, uh, some of the actions that can be taken are as much as maybe that, that different zone can be isolated and maybe with growers that have irrigation systems that are, that have some flexibility, potentially they could adjust irrigation sets based on some of that information. Um, A lot of regions, I'm thinking of, of kind of the coast or the North coast, a lot of times they'll use this type of soil mapping really just for irrigation layout. And they will actually size some of their emitters based on this data. I, I, I would caution growers, typically the, the, you know, the projects that I've been involved in where soil mapping was completed, um, really getting all the way to the GPS sampling is, is recommended because that's where the value of, of this type of technology really shines because it, it, it but we can, we can understand a lot about salinity. I, I, you know, the, the opportunities are there. So on a, let's say a pre-plant basis, a grower would be able to use this to isolate uh, salinity or, or to be able to isolate um, areas where maybe a sulfuric acid application needs to be made, right? So, so it's not necessarily a kind of a year-over-year fertility planning decision. There are a number of, of uses for this. Also think of rootstock. You know, a grower could use this information to maybe I need a different rootstock. Again, we're going back to a pre-plant, but maybe I need a, a crimps or a, or a rootstock that can tolerate heavier soils in this block or this edge of the block, what have you. So really it offers growers a ton of information 
um, that don't necessarily have to only be used to guide fertilizer decisions. Certainly. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of information to, to start out with, I'm sure. So, yeah. um, you know, who can, who can they really go to for help with, with even just starting? Yeah. So, so with starting, you know, I think I would, I would uh, encourage growers to reach out to, you know, uh, I, the, the natural choice is, is Wilbur Ellis agribusiness. I mean, we, we do these types of soil mapping projects all the time. So we are, we, so we can, in essence, it's a, it's a turnkey um, operation then. We can generate the raw maps. We can go to a recommendation uh, that's typically performed by myself. And then uh, go all the way to potentially doing a variable rate application and or helping the grower find a third party applicator who has the ability to, to do variable rate applications. Not every spreader, not every piece of application equipment is capable of doing a variable rate application. It does take a, a special controller as well as a, a special flow control valve and in in regards to a dry spreader the flow control valve on the back that operates the gate and the belts the spinners all that kind of stuff is i don't want to get too uh too technical i'm far from a mechanic i know enough to be dangerous but um uh so i guess to start would be reaching out to to either you know myself or 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 Wilbur Ellis, because we, we do it quite often. We have a great team. Certainly. And, you know, surely there are growers out there that recognize the variabilities in their, in their soils and, and have been looking even to try and get into this, um, this sort of management. So, you know, for a grower that's just starting out and has an idea what would you say to them? What would you say if they, they're looking to implement something like soil mapping? But it's the maybe time is time. now, you yeah. know, the, the time is now. I, gosh, I mean, the, the dry amendments we're putting down in the fall, you know, the outlook for some of that pricing and supply is, is not good, you know, and, and, it, and it hasn't been. So the typically... I, I, it does not take much of a, of a reduction in total material applied to a field or block to pay for this type of technology, right? I mean, that's just the economics of 2022, right? It, it you know, I don't want to fall into the trap of saying, you know, every single one of our growers has experienced, uh, uh, product savings or or cost savings, but it happens and it happens fairly regularly. Um, where a grower, let's say, you know, uh, I come into this quite often, Taylor. Where a grower would say, you know, uh, part of my uh, potassium program is just to apply four or five hundred pounds of SOP in the fall during dormancy, and that is where I get. 60, 70% of my, of my potassium needs. I just, that's what I do. That's what my dad did. 
and that's what I'm going to do. Well, what we, a lot of times what we end up finding is when we take into account the variation and we really uh, emphasize or, or, or prioritize putting the right amount of product where, where it's needed, your rate may vary from zero potassium applied all the way up to maybe 800 pounds of potassium applied. But when you, when you spread that out over the entire field or the entire block, what we see is a lot of times the total material applied may be closer to 400 pounds. So in that case, it doesn't take a lot of SOP to pay for um, a soil mapping tool or, or uh, this, this type of project. And another thing too is, it, again, uh, the main pushback has always been, well, I'm just gonna put X amount of pounds uh, across the acre, right? Because the cost difference is maybe negligible, but we don't live in that time anymore. And, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy who works for the, you know, the, the retail ag outlet who's trying to tell you, hey, we can, we can potentially reduce <laughs> the number of pounds that we're applying in some of these fields. And, and uh, so that has been the major apprehension is not enough of a cost savings to, to justify a grower getting outside of their comfort zone, right? And, and looking at some of this. And another thing I would say is, you know, growers don't have to, to understand or be experts at this stuff. You know, it, it really just takes a phone call and, and, you know, we have a number of folks who would be happy to meet with a grower and explain uh, this, this type of technology and, and the utility that comes with it. Well, Matt, thanks for, for telling in, in certain detail about, you know, this technology. I mean, I mean, you're right. Definitely now more than ever is the time to, to think about something like this and to start considering the variation in your field or your Mm -hmm. orchard. Um, with these input prices. So thanks for kind of bringing some light to that technology. Sure. This is Taylor with My Ag Life signing off. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.